Hello, everybody. It's Sophia from Sportable. And I am grateful that Stephanie called me, asked me to share any time I can share my story. I hope to help us suffer compulsive. Main thing is doing service. And that's what keeps my uh, program strong. And it keeps me active. Y'all saying that service is slimming, and it's it's true. When I know that I'm leading a meeting, I know that I can't, uh, I'm like, I can't mess up. I can't compulsively be eating into the food and, and doing service. I try to do as much. So it's very important to me to do service. So, I, you know, I share my story. Uh, maybe a week or two ago, and so on. You know, uh, just to make it short, you know, I just, uh, I, I didn't come from, I wasn't always a and come from a family of kind of wonder if my mother, if both my parents didn't have some kind of eating disorder. You know, because, and the reason why I say that because um, my both my parents was always watching there, almost to the point of a little little obsession a little bit, you know, because uh, just I mean that was all that they thought about. Most my mother was a size nine ten, and she never had. I think my mother weighed herself every, you know. She stayed all of my all of her life. She stayed that if ever two pounds. Always admired her for that because I I I never been like that, you know, with the scale, you know, and staying a size. I wish that I could have been like, you know, my journey was different. I learned. Early on, 18, I learned that food did something to me that did. learned that it calmed me down. You know, it took me, it really took me into a sense of denial and a sense of ease and comfort. It brought comfort to me. You know, it did what it was supposed to do until it didn't, until it you know, took my life. And that that cycle went on many years. Eating, purging and being restricted. You know, the things that I did to try to fight against this disease was just as crazy as compulsive obesity. You know, I've spent so much money used so many things, so many lasted I had feels you know, so many things to try to combat this thing that I didn't know what it was. All I knew was that when I started eating certain foods, I just couldn't stop. Or when I had a problem, which life always shows up, whenever I had a problem, that would be the first thing I would grab. You know, whenever, you know, I would get nervous, I'd get upset at work, you know, I'd go, or at school, you know, I'd go straight to the vending machine. And, and it numbed me. 
and it numbed me to the point that, you know, it was almost like I was walking around with no feelings, you know, because nothing would really upset me that bad because I would always be, would stuff it down with food. I would always cover it up with food. But what I found out was there was no amount of food that could save me, that could save me from whatever I was going through. I mean, and I would go through drive-thrus and, and, you know, at the drive-thru, containers, containers. And I, when when I came off of that pattern I was on, I still had that problem I had to deal with. And then I had another problem on top of that. You know, I've gained, <laughs> I would have been to gain some weight, you know, behind that bench, you know. So now my clothes are Bowls. And that's another thing that I, you know, I would say that with me, with my compulsive overeating and this disease of compulsive overeating, I never saw myself at a size 32, 36. In my head, I still saw myself at a size 16. So imagine somebody in a 32, 34 trying to squeeze in a size 16, 18. You know, I was so, I don't know, what do you want to call it? So, so, it's so much denial and delusional, you know, that I, I couldn't, I just could not see, because I didn't look in mirrors, I just could not believe that my body was getting that big. So I go in these dressing rooms and, and I ask the ladies, oh, can you bring your size 20? And they would always come back with a 28. You know, I was like, you know, why are they doing? They saw that I was much larger than a 20, you know. And so, um, but in my head, you know, I wanted, I, I was the fast 20. It was, just, it was crazy, you know, what I was. Denial, you know, delusional thinking. But it's all, it was all a part of, you know, my disease. And so that that went on for many years, you know, and it was always, you know, it was always somebody else's, you know, if I had the right cousin, if my son wasn't autistic, if my daughter, you know, didn't act the way she didn't have a problem, if my mother would treat me different, you know, if my siblings would treat me different, you know, if they wouldn't treat me, you know, uh, badly, then I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't eat, you know, and it was always just somebody else, you know. I was I was born with a cleft cleft lip and cleft some palate. In. I had extensive you know surgeries, a lot of plastic surgery. And I would say I had I had very good parents, good job, good insurance. They had my mouth looking as normal as you know they. I had braces to take my teeth out because my teeth were every which time. And so um, I was teased a lot as a kid, you know. And so and that was another reason that I blamed my compulsive overeating, you know, because of, you know, my uh, facial deformity and this and that, you know. But uh, the fact of the matter is, you know, I had to look at myself, you know, look at my, nobody was forcing me to eat, you know, and I've, I've dibbled and dabbled in drugs, um, 
I shared the last time that I was one of those first. I had a very close friend that got and uh, she ended up uh, being a heroin that, you know, started off with just marijuana. We were teenagers. And she went on to the deepest stuff. But I was with her when she got high. However, and I thank God for that. Drugs never really interested me because I saw what it did to her. It's not a thing. Husband. I was in a drug house with her. And I was eating food. And everybody was looking at me like I was an alien. You know, that food was more important, but that was my drug of choice. And it still had the same effects on me that the drugs that my friend was on. Because, you know, I've been in, I've had several, um, I've been widowed twice, you know, divorced twice. You know, I had to make amends to my children for the diet that I fed them. That's their people, you know. And so, you know, I think about the unmanageability of my life. It was the same way as somebody that was on drugs because that was a drug to me. That's all that I thought about from the time I woke up to the time I went to sleep. And if I wasn't thinking about it, I was thinking about trying to control it, which which was just obsessive, the amount of money that I spent on that, trying to control something that was, I didn't have a monkey on my back. I had a whole zoo on my back. And so my weight, um, the steady spiral, my highest weight, I was nearly at 400 pounds before I came back into the world back in 2020. So that was the highest weight. And and at that point, it literally put me in a wheelchair. I could no longer walk because my knees were shot. I mean, I'm a nurse by profession. And all those years of being super nurse running up and down because I was going to show the little tiny nurses how much of a bad nurse I was, you know. I mean, how much of a good nurse I was, better than they was at 400 pounds, at 300 pounds. I ran around like crazy, you know, trying to be the supercharged nurse. And I, you know, and there was just too much weight on my knees. It just couldn't hold up. They just Last year, I had to have a knee. I've had four surgeries. And so last year, I had a knee replaced. On. I'm going to have one on my left knee. Dreading having it, a hoochie on my left knee. I'm not going to wait that long as I deal with it. I have it. It's a very painful surgery, grueling rehab. I have, nevertheless, I have to have it. And so, yeah, my highest weight was 400. And so, I, you know, I just wanted to want to point out the good part and abstaining and working a program dealing with life. And uh, today, I no longer weigh 100 pounds. You know, I'm at uh, 220, which is a miracle from God, from God because I have not been at this weight. Uh, I have not been at this weight period in my adult life, you know. I have been over over 220 my whole life. And so, and when I 
get under 200, it would really be a celebration. I, I have not seen my body under 200 pounds. A miracle. I don't take it. Because just a few last year, I think about last year, I was rolling around in a uh, computer chair. Kitchen, that's the only way that I could get around because I, I couldn't stand up to dishes or stand up to cook. Today, I can do that. I'm not going well, to, you know, I cleaned my living room up. I was late putting up my Christmas tree, but I put it up today. But I was thinking, I couldn't believe it that I stood up and put it up. Last year, I couldn't stand up to put that Christmas tree up. I had to literally scoot around in this chair and put that tree up. But today I put it up, you know, I cleaned out my front room closet and, you know, I did things that I just that was not able to do this time last year, you know. And so that that's, that's the beauty of program, you know. And it just dawned on me when I got through doing it. It kind of scared me a little bit. I told my God, I cleaned up the whole front room, put up the Christmas tree. And I, I, I wasn't sitting in the computer chair, you know. That that's a that's a miracle because a miracle because I, you know this disease right here kills more than two hundred four hundred thousand people here you know and I you know I've I've been in this field for thirty years a long time and I've seen the effects that it has on and it just you know thank God I I don't have diabetes but I do have hypertension. And I did, I do have a heart condition because of all, but it's better today, you know. My blood pressure is normal, you know, it's normal. And um, I'm exercising, I'm not getting up because, of, you know, but I am doing chair exercise. And so, you know, I'm pulling out clothes out of my garage that I bought years ago. Again, I, I had that. Body dysmorphia. I didn't see. I probably won't see myself small either, you know. But I definitely didn't see myself at four hundred pounds. So I got all these clothes in my garage that was a size two X, and clearly I was in a five X, six X, you know. But I got, and so I pulled them out, and some of them are too big, and some of them fit. I ordered them from China, so they 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 not even the size that they say they are. I pulled all of those clothes out, so I definitely don't have to buy any more clothes to time, you know, be able to wear the stuff that I had stored away. And I'm glad that I didn't give it. So that's the miracle, the miracle of program, clarity, the clarity of mind that, you know, I've been given. Because I, I don't eat certain foods because it triggers something in my brain that, makes me want more and more and I can't stop so certain sugar is like I don't have any and that's just one day at a time. You know, next week, next year, I just do it one day. And so I I am I'm I'm truly you know Oh a gentle reminder of five more minutes. Okay, thank you for the sponsor that I have. And going through the steps, you know, it's like person. No, no, it's not. This is I. I am married again. <laughs> I married two years ago, and uh, I'm married. But this is this time I'm married, and I'm, you know, I'm not. In, and so, 
which which gives me their thinking, you know, and when my husband, you know, talks to me about certain things that I do, you know, I'm able to look at what that I, you know, instead of just immediately blaming him and wanting to, to divorce him, you know, and it's all his fault. Yeah. I can now take a look at, you know, my side. Keep my side of the street clean and not try to be his father, control him. If that was the way of dealing with things, too, I, I can, you know, control he is try to control my family members. You know, with every, I thought I was, you know, the most free-hearted person in the world, the most giving person in the world. But I gave, you know, and I did want turn, you know, and it was you know, admiration, you know, my way, you know, getting my way all the time, you know, never being told no. I just gave you $500 and you telling me no, you know. So, yeah, yeah, I didn't give just out of the kindness of my heart, you know. I do today, you know. Don't look for anything in return when I give something. You know, when I help somebody, I, I can't. I cannot, for the sake of my program, for the sake of me, I can't look for any big return, you know, and uh, and that's helped me tremendously. You know, I gave a, a cousin of mine, I gave her some money to get out of jail, and she's on my Facebook page every day. She's shopping or whatever, and she never gave me the money back. But, you know, when I gave it to her, I didn't give it to her with participation. And so I don't have any ill feelings toward her, you know. I don't, you know, I, I don't, you know, harbor any anger against her. However, she cannot come back to me again, and which she did, you know. And I was able, to, you know, to set healthy boundaries. No, and I didn't give a reason because you didn't pay me the, you know, you didn't pay me the other money back. I just said, I don't have it, and that was. You know, I don't have money to give away, you know. So I, I'm grateful, and that's all because of program. That's all because of you all. You know, I can't do this alone. I can't. I, you know, part of my disease is selfishness, you know, self-absorbed and isolation. You know, I could get in my room and just get self-absorbed in that TV and Netflix, you know. But I have to come out of myself. I have to help others, you know, and I have to get out of myself, you know, because that that was a big core, big part of my disease was selfishness, you know, and, you know, really being judgmental, you know, and people have the right to live their life whichever way they want to live it, you know. It's their life, you know. I can't go in and try to change people to be the way that I want them to be. I can't change my husband and, and to be the way that I want him to be. He's the person that he is, you know. And so, um, yeah, and that was only because of program that I was able to, uh, and, you know, working through the steps that I was able to deal with that because, you know, I had a hard time working on jobs because it was, you know, oh, I can't get along with this person, can't get along with this person. And now, you know, that person don't have to like me. I don't have to like her. As a matter of fact, I work I work eight hours a week on this job. 
I don't think that, that the supervisor or the people there like me, and, and I don't particularly care for them, but it's okay. I can work with them, you know. I can work with them, and I, I just simply, you know, uh, do a quick 10 step or, you know, say a prayer, you know, turn it over, call the sponsor, let it go. You know, I don't have to take them home with me, you know, it's different personalities. And it's okay, you know, because this is life, you know, you're not going to like everybody, everybody's not. So, it's just, oh, Sophia, just a reminder to wrap up. Okay. All right. So, thank you so much for letting me share my story. I hope that it helps somebody, and there is no reason to kill ourselves with food today. It's, it's not going to help, you know, it's, it's not. I thought Eden would bring my mother back. You know, my mother. It's not. You know, it's not going to help. Then I have another problem. I have all the weight back, you know, plus more, and I'll be back in that wheelchair, you know. And so it's just not going to help. There's nothing worse. So thanks for letting me share.